Welcome to episode 7 of Crystalcast. Today we're talking all things second charge with James Briggs from Precise Mortgages. Following on from recent MCD changes, many commentators expected a boom in the second charge space. And while business is increasing, it's certainly not increasing at the levels that many people forecast. So what opportunities exist in the second charge space? And why should brokers be looking at it in more detail? This podcast is for intermediary use only and primarily focuses on second charge lending. Today we're joined by James Briggs, Specialist Distribution Manager from Precise. Hi James. Hello Chris. Hi, how are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem, thank you for coming along. Um, if you can start us off in traditional crystal cast fashion, can you tell us three surprising things about you? Three surprising, well, probably the hardest bits of the podcast for me, <laughs> this Chris. Uh, I always try and avoid this one myself. <laughs> yeah, I say okay. that for Christmas special. Okay, <laughs> so um, number one, um, I'm a qualified tennis coach, which not a lot of people know, so play tennis to a reasonable standard. Um, my son got to a national level, so I thought, why not take the qualifications and aged eight he started beating me so they were those qualifications were largely redundant <laughs> after then uh, number two um, we have recently adopted a pig at a local animal hospice called Gilbert so he was bought as a, uh, a handbag pig uh, what the person who owned it previously thought was a macro pig right. and then he uh, he grew into a 40 stone beast <laughs> uh, so she uh, she had to give him up so we now look after him uh, pay for his upkeep, go and visit him a couple of times a month, Gilbert the pig. And finally, um, 2019 marks my 20th year in specialist lending. Wow. So the vast majority of that time has been spent on the second charge side of the market. So uh, I'm very proud of that. And yeah, here's to another 20 years, hopefully. Brilliant. Thank you for that. So you've been in the industry a long time. What trends are you currently seeing then in the second charge mortgage space? So I would say we're definitely seeing a shift in the type of business uh, that we're writing. Um, So historically, um, it was heavily weighted towards employed applicants and applications for self-employed played a very small part of that. Mm -hmm. We're running currently at about a 50-50 split between the two. So we've seen a a real rise in um, applications for self-employed applicants, which kind of follows with the, the growth of the number of people that are self-employed in the UK. So, you know, estimates are that it's above 15% of the workforce now. So, you know, it kind of follows through that we'll see more applications from those from those clients. So that's great. We're also seeing uh, more diversity in terms of the purposes that seconds are being used for. So, again, historically, back in the, in the 90s and the, in, the, in the noughties, most seconds were used just for debt consolidation or home improvements. Yeah. Uh, we see a much wider um, variety of purposes now, so that can be clients looking to invest in property, um, tax bills, business use, so that can be to um, invest in an existing business or to um, start sideline businesses, um, women going back to work after a period of maternity, that kind of thing. Yeah. People buying holiday homes abroad, helping children onto the property ladder, buying land, real mix of purposes, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and I guess finally, what comes hand in hand with that variety of loan purpose is uh, larger loans, uh, which is which is good for all. Um, so historically, you know, you maybe see one or two um, 200, 250 grand loans a month, whereas they, they come through far more frequently now. So, you know, it's, it's not it's not uncommon for us to fund several um, 
large loans approaching half a million uh, each month, uh, which is great. Yeah, the, the larger loan piece there is quite interesting. Maybe two years ago, our average loan size was around about 40k on seconds, whereas last year we're looking much closer to the 75, 77k mark. Yeah, that's what we're seeing. Yeah, very interesting. So you, you've touched there on the, the changing demographic of, of the UK population and how that's affecting the loans that are bought to you. Has that caused problems from a product point of view or a process point of view? Not necessarily, because we've always billed ourselves as self-employed specialists on our mortgage and buy-to-let side, and that's followed through with policy to second-charge lending. Um, one of the changes we have made and seen is the um, how we validate income for self-employed applicants. So historically, it was painful for clients to get uh, paper-based SA302s from HMRC. Mm-hmm. They used to quote five or six weeks when the client called up for them. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah lots of frustrated <laughs> clients and underwriters on both sides. Yeah. Um, so uh, lenders who accepted accountant certificates were sometimes favoured over those that didn't. Uh, whereas now with... Um, HMR's new system where clients can log on and easily access tax calculations and tax year overviews. Um, our feedback is it's it's more much more straightforward now for clients to access that information than even um, send their questionnaire to their accountant for completion. So that's really helped speed the process up uh, for employed applicants and uh, you know uh, faster completions means better conversion for all. Yeah, definitely. Um, so. So we're all seeing more in seconds than we've seen before, um, but I think it's fair to say there hasn't been the uptake in seconds that may have been predicted after the changes to MCD. Have you got any thoughts on why that might be? I guess I guess that depends on what your expectations were of the the changes post MCD. I think we, we all we all hoped that would there'd be a light bulb moment and all mortgage brokers would instantly start um, quoting on seconds on every capital raising remortgage, but. Uh, looking back, I think that was uh, a little optimistic, to say the least. Um, I would say we are seeing growth. It's just more gradual than we probably all hoped for. Um, we speak to new brokers every week, as I'm sure you guys do at Crystal, where um, they've not considered a second before and you pose that um, option to them. And they come back with, their, oh, I didn't realise you could use seconds for that. And you, know, you you see the penny drop, uh, and we, you know we we are seeing more and more uptake from brokers, particularly from the conversations we have at the uh, you know at the mortgage expos and those kind of roundtable events that we do as well. But I think what we shouldn't forget is we're we're operating in an environment where we've had uh, the, the mo- probably the most inexpensive remortgage deals in history. Yeah. So when you've got remortgage deals at 0.99, it can often be the best advice for the client to um, to go for the remortgage. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, if that's the best option for the client, then that's that's good for me because um, the client should be central to the product selection. Um, so that I think that that very low interest rate environment has kind of kind of reined the second charge growth off um, somewhat. Although there are probably still some broker myths around seconds and misconceptions that we need to uh, you know, continue to work hard to, to dispel. So um, you know, I, I still hear that seconds are for adverse clients only, 
a small loans, uh, you know, and a remortgage always works out cheaper. So there's, st- there's still lots of work we need to do on, on education. Yeah. So that leads us nicely into the next question then. Do you think brokers understand enough about seconds? Uh, knowledge is definitely improving post-MCD. Um, but if you look at the, the size of the remortgage market versus the size of the seconds market, and that's, you know, it's a around a reported £100 million a month at the moment, there's there's a huge gap. And that for me, that tells me there's still significant work that needs to be done on, you know, broker education yeah. uh, and helping brokers to to understand seconds. I, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I still hear the phrase occasionally in, uh, in presentations, none of my clients ask for second charges. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you, your yeah. sales guys have, have heard that as well. Um, you know, and it's incumbent on the broker to uh, run the comparison between the remortgage and the second charge to find the most suitable option for the client. Uh, you know, that, that, was, that was a big part of the MCD uh, implementation paper, but unfortunately some firms have opted out of that, which invariably means that, you know, there's a proportion of clients that aren't getting the most suitable product and that's not great for the market. No. So do you think networks, clubs and, and specialist distributors have got a role to, a bigger role to play there? Yeah, good good question. Um, so uh, out of the three, I'd probably say specialist distributors like you guys at Crystal are doing a fantastic job to um, raise awareness and uh, grow distribution of the product. Um, the same can be said for some of the clubs and networks. We've had real support from from certain clubs and networks, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know they allow us to share a, a platform with them and you know talk about seconds on, on on an even footing with remortgaging traditional options. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is there is more that some of the networks can do to um, help their ARs um, get to grips and understand seconds more. And the lenders are more than willing to to help and uh, and take part with with that. But um, really, the what I'd like to see is the industry pulling together more um, to raise awareness uh, and to raise understanding of the what can be really valuable products and the best option for clients some of the time, uh, and um, increase the amount of business we're doing overall. We've certainly seen that from new brokers that have come to second charges um, people that maybe haven't done them before or thought they were tricky mm. they come to us with the deal get the deal placed and then all of a sudden we get three, four, five new cases from them it's, it's almost that light bulb moment that you were talking about earlier that, that awareness that this is a solution it's no longer that product of last resort where it's 10, 12, 15% yeah. it, it's now a viable solution rates are now starting from what low threes mid threes yeah, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, rightly so as well. This is um, most of the, the the major lenders are backed by um, um, retail savings banks. So the funding's there. The products have never been more competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, there's only so long that brokers can ignore seconds for <laughs> the ones that aren't engaged already. So Precise have been very vocal around the education of brokers. Um, obviously, bridging previously raising the profile of that sector very successfully. More recently, in the the buy to let taxation piece. And mm. do you feel that sets you apart from some of the other lenders in the market? Uh, I don't. I don't think we're alone in uh, in our drive to educate brokers. Um, I think you know some of our competitors do a fantastic job as well. Um, some lenders have different views on the importance of broker education, uh, but 
for me and the, the you know the wider sales team at Precise Mortgages, it's one of our top priorities. Um, mortgage distribution in recent years has shifted heavily towards the intermediary. So depending on what stats you look at, you know it's around seventy five percent of new mortgages are intermediated um, through brokers, uh, which is great. Um, so why wouldn't you why wouldn't you focus on uh, on that set, that on that community? Um, at Precise Mortgages, we're one hundred percent dedicated to financial services intermediaries, uh, and we you know, we want to help brokers get the right product and right solution for their clients first time. So. Uh, yeah, we're lucky to have close relationships with um, specialist distributors like you guys at Crystal Mortgage Networks and clubs. So you know, you, you've all been really supportive of the um, the education drive in the last few years, and long may it continue. It's essential for for us at Crystal as well because we don't market to the actual borrower. Yeah. So for us, it's about the broker spotting the opportunity there. Mm. So if the broker can't doesn't know to look for the opportunity, we don't get business off the back of it. So. Education for us has always been a big driving force and it's great working with lenders like Precise Mortgages where we can go to market with roadshows, with with emails, with um, webinars and documentation that we can actually say, look, this is an opportunity for you, let's embrace it, let's yeah. move forward and we can all do business. Yeah, and it's interesting using those new platforms as well, you know, as, as technology evolves, so like the webinars, like <laughs> podcasts like this one, um, but it, you know, it gets the message out to a wider audience and, you know, what I'm, what I'm most concerned with is... Um, Raising the profile of seconds to the entire market, you know, even if that means some some cases go to our competitors, you know, that's great as long as people are considering seconds because they are such a valuable product. It's an interesting point there about technology because it's it's great from a marketing point of view that we can we can now reach people on multiple <clears throat> platforms. We can now speak to brokers while they're in the gym or driving yeah. in the car or, or wherever it may be. But do you think technology's got a bigger role to play in the actual processing of the application? Yeah, again, I think there's. Uh, I think we've made some strides in recent years. Um, the there's there is more work to be done, uh, probably from the, from a back end uh, perspective to make uh, make taking that client who's um, committed to a second through to completion. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the things we can do there from a technology point of view to make that journey smoother. Uh, and we've got a number of projects going on behind the scenes at uh, Precise Mortgages HQ, uh, working on um, various different things to um, smooth smooth that journey out. But um, yeah, there are there definitely there are improvements that can be made. But I can't I can't say too much about that at this moment in time, Chris. Of course, um, we we're certainly working on the technology side of it. We're working on on things like sourcing systems. We're working with with new technologies coming to market. And for us, it's about the the user experience with that technology. Mm. Um, we we launched open banking probably nine months ago now, and it's probably fair to say we haven't had the take upon that that, that we first thought. And I think there's a there's a perception thing out there with the general public that you know, we, we prior to recording this we talked about data breaches and the the, the issues around security and things like that. Yeah. So for us, it's about ensuring technology is actually usable rather than just being a little gimmick that we can put on the website that says we now do this. Because mm-hmm. as, as you touched on earlier, it's all about that customer journey and getting that outcome. To be as efficient as possible, and it's uh, as, as we also talked about, it's a generational thing, isn't it? True. Yes. So the um, the, the clients where you will see the take up on the likes of open banking will probably be under thirty five, probably under thirty. Um, we're the wrong side of that now, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> um, it's a good job it's uh, audio, not video. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but yeah, the, um, the the you know the homeowner generation, people are older who buy houses typically now. I'm not sure what the the average age of a first time buyer is. I imagine it's late thirties, early forties. Yeah. 40s. yeah. Um, so th- those are the people who are probably a little bit more sceptical when it comes to um, those type of interfaces. So uh, yeah, very much so. The public will get more comfortable as as time goes by. Yeah, it, it comes back to that education piece, doesn't it? We need to educate people for the benefits of, of certainly the front end technology, sure, um, as to why it should be used rather than it just being something else that they need to do. But yeah. certainly, at the back end, open banking for us is is a really useful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of cases last year where we we spotted issues on them very early. We didn't have to wait for the client to send in bank statements. And again, if a customer's got multiple bank accounts. We could be talking about 30 pages of bank statements there, which, especially from an underwriter's point of view, if you have to interrogate all of those, can be quite time-consuming. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We, we would want to try and avoid that where possible, <laughs> but within the, within the parameters of lending responsibly. Of course. The precise are unusual in the fact that you've got different BDMs across different sectors of the market. We've touched on it very briefly, but Precise are obviously a multifaceted lender. Um, so when a broker sees a BDM from Precise Mortgages, they, they hear about four or five different product areas. What strength do you think that adds? Well, I think, um, so just, just to clarify then, so our BDMs are multi-skilled in the areas of new build, residential mortgages, buy-to-let mortgages, both personal name and limited company, bridging and seconds. Um, so what um, what that allows us to do is to more widely get the second charge message out through our, our network of 15 BDMs, I think it is now. Wow. And growing. <laughs> um, so I spend a lot of time with the BDMs, um, developing them and growing their knowledge of seconds. And most importantly, um, teaching brokers to be able to spot opportunities for seconds. Because as we said earlier on, uh, not many clients knock on the door and say, I need a second charge loan. Correct. Um, yeah. It's really down to the broker to be able to spot the opportunity. So um, it's for me personally, um, being responsible for second charge distribution, it's great having that resource uh, of the, uh, the BDM team to be uh, out there. So especially if a broker's strong in, in say, first charge residential but not doing anything on seconds, so the door's already open there for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they will, they, they, will, they will have clients where a second is more suitable or where a second is maybe the only option because of income multiples. And um, the, the danger is that that client walks out the door and goes to a competitor. Uh, and not only do they you know, potentially lose the opportunity to write that second, uh, but you know, life, insurance, critical illness can all be rebroked in the future. Yeah. Plus, potentially you lose any referral business from that client. So it's really important as you know, as a customer retention tool, uh, if nothing else, to be engaged with seconds. Yeah, and to, to maximise the opportunities that are in front. Um, there's only so long people can survive on doing PTs. Yeah, exactly. A big thrust of our presentations in 2019 is encouraging brokers to look at their business model from a commercial point of view and where their income comes from. And if they are entirely reliant or heavily reliant on vanilla purchases or remortgages or product product transfers, as you said, um, what are the potential threats for that coming down the line? We talked about open banking yeah. You know, as that develops, it's probably going to get easier and easier for clients to transact with high street lenders online. Um, you know, and brokers potentially can be taken out of that process altogether. You know, 
We're seeing more five-year fixed-rate products than ever before as a nation because there's some fantastically priced five-year fixed-rate products out there. But that means clients get taken out of the two-year remortgage cycle. So how do brokers intend to diversify their business model and income streams moving forward? And that's, that's, that's where we think specialist lending, not just seconds, but bridging finance by to let, uh, that's where that plays a, a really critical part in um, helping brokers to you know, protect themselves and grow their, business, grow their businesses over the next few years. A big part of that is choosing your distribution partner correctly. Um, so having a distribution partner like Crystal, who can take care of buy-to-let, residential, bridging and seconds, it's a, it's a really valuable tool in the broker's armoury. So you know, I'd, I'd encourage brokers to talk to specialists and forge those relationships now. So we've touched a little bit earlier on the, on the opportunity for brokers and that they need to, to understand more about when to use a second. But we've got a forum here with, with brokers listening. What do you think should be the, the key flags for a broker when they should start considering a second charge? Great. Okay. Well, so um, the key ones from my, uh, from my point of view, clients that are on long-term tracker deals, maybe legacy products that aren't available anymore. Uh, if they want to capital raise and they can't get a further advance or the lender wants to move them away from that product... A second can be a great way to protect their existing mortgage deal whilst releasing the extra capital they need now. Um, we talked about five-year fixes earlier yeah. on. Um, so clients that want to capital raise midway into a five-year fixed where there's no further advance available, you know, are you going to take the clients away from that mortgage product and for them to suffer the ERC mm-hmm. or top up the borrowings now and review the circumstances when they come to the end of the tie-in period? Um, income multiples is a, is a great reason to consider seconds. So most second charge lenders will work up to six times income. Obviously, there's affordability checks behind the scenes to ensure that we're lending responsibly. But that can be a great way of topping up someone's borrowings um, for um, any purpose, as we talked about earlier on. Um, you've got the unusual purposes like the tax bills. Yeah. You know, certain times of the year we see spikes in those. Um, Commercial clients, self-employed clients who, who have established, maybe got their first year's trading, we're then comfortable to lend to them and they want to kick the business on to the next level and invest in machinery, stock, IT, commercial premises. You know, if there's no commercial funding available via the bank for that, then potentially a second can be used for that. So it's really flexible. Um, and then you've got the, all of the clients whose circumstances have changed since they took out their existing mortgage so you might have clients who've gone from being employed to self-employed. They may have gone through some testing times, picked up a little bit of adverse potentially. Um, are you going to take them away from that prime high street mortgage just because of a couple of missed payments on a credit card? You know, again, use the second, potentially debt consolidate, tidy them up, and then look to review the circumstances in a, in a few years' time. So that, that's just a few. Yeah. There, there are a magnitude of reasons, um, pretty much any legal purpose. But um, what, what, what I'd impress on brokers is if you're not sure, pick the phone up to a specialist distributor or a lender and ask the question. Brilliant. The, the, you touched there on the flexibility as well. It was, and again, a little bit earlier when we talked about rates being lower than they've ever been before. Um, but the products are now much more flexible as well, aren't they? You've, obviously, you've recently removed um, early redemption charges. On we have, the products. yep. So not only is it cheap from a rate point of view, but the peripheral fees are obviously much better now than they ever used to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we only have a three hundred pound lender fee on our residential products, which is is low. Um, the clients aren't picking up the um, conveyancing costs that they potentially would do um, in the first charge world. 
uh, and you know rates rates have never been uh, never been cheaper. So we get a lot of clients who um, on the early repayment charge front they don't necessarily intend to exit early, but they want the flexibility to be able to make overpayments if they can. So by removing the early repayment charges, we've kind of allowed a penalty free overpayments for those clients to uh, eat into the capital. Um, as and when they uh, they see fit, and that can work really well for clients who receive annual bonuses and quarterly bonuses. It fits in really well with the fixed rate piece as well, because if a second charge is the best option, and then they review the whole transaction two, three years down the line, it's, it then makes the second charge actually a solution, rather Absolutely. than being another product to tie onto the back. Absolutely. And um, you'll see brokers who um, they perform a product transfer uh, to lock the client into maybe a five-year fix with their existing lender and then do the second immediately after, okay. which is um, absolutely fine as yeah. well. So making sure they've got the most competitive product available from their existing lender and then topping that up with the extra borrowings via a second. Brilliant. So it all comes back to that broker identifying the opportunity and then looking for the best solution, best crucial. overall solution. Absolutely crucial. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting there. Thank you. Um, so just to wrap up, if you could make one change to the industry yourself... What would you be looking at and why? Okay, great question. So what I would probably go for is I'd, I'd like to see a time where intermediaries present, uh, document and present the second charge alternative to clients on every capital raising remortgage. So give them the illustration for both. Detail the total amounts repayable over the term for both and have that as the, the basis the advice and that should be much more viable now since MCD the illustrations are the same they should be able to make the same comparison between them yeah like for like comparisons far more straightforward now that's really helpful for brokers because it's it stops them being transactional and really makes that process a relationship using the skills of the advisor in the best possible way absolutely right yeah, that, yeah. that's what we'd like to see excellent well, that's been really interesting there James thank you Thank you for having me. No problem. There's a lot of good, interesting topics there that I hope the brokers listening will take away and hopefully enhance their business as a result. Let's hope so. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. To hear the rest of the series and be notified first of future episodes, hit subscribe. And to discuss any of the topics covered in today's Crystalcast or any other specialist finance requirements, call us on 01827 301070 or visit our website at www.crystalsf.com. Thank you to today's guests, and as always, thank you for listening.